Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Insight Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Taher, the Advanced Digital Marketing Strategist here at Sentinel Technologies. And today, we'll be discussing just how to successfully navigate your cloud collaboration journey. Cloud collaboration can mean a few different things depending on who you're talking to. Often, it's centered around solutions that allow employees to work together and collaborate as a team, whether that be with file and document sharing, chat and instant messaging, or meeting tools that bring people together. The pandemic has shown just how important these tools are to organizations and their employees, as many are now working from home, either permanently or part-time. So having consistent methods to access information and communicate with others from anywhere has become more important than ever. Many organizations may be currently using or considering a cloud collaboration solution as a way to modernize their communication methods and move away from legacy solutions that often limit these capabilities. But we'll have more on that shortly. So let's dive right in and introduce my guest for today. He is Adam Bertrand, the National Director of Enterprise Architecture and Innovation here at Sentinel Technologies. Adam, thank you for joining. Good to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. Uh, can you give us and our viewers just a bit about your background? Sure. Um, well, I've been in the industry for give or take greater part of 20 years, uh, 13 of which spent at Sentinel here. So started out in an engineering deployment uh, type role, handling some pre-sales and solution architecture stuff as well, then moved into more solely pre-sales. And then probably about seven years ago, uh, we started to build the consulting business uh, for Sentinel as well in our consulting group known as their advisory services team. Spent about five, six years in that. And then most recently here, I'm in the uh, enterprise architecture and innovation group, which is a team that Bob Kablusik, our CTO, has, has founded. And uh, really what I focus on is uh, basically where Sentinel can innovate in our go-to-market offerings and differentiate ourselves as well as drive additional value for our customers. So that can mean new services offerings or enhancing existing offerings, as well as adding in uh, solution sets that maybe bolster our portfolio in the marketplace. What a role. Very cool. So let's dive right in. Uh, Adam, I gave a bit of a breakdown to start, but could you please set the stage on what is meant by cloud collaboration? Sure. So, you know, depending on who you ask, it can mean a lot of different things. So, but I tend to put it in four main kind of pillars, uh, starting first and foremost with messaging. Um, we're all used to instant messaging chat. Um, it's kind of a, a daily thing for us. I know I use it regularly with everybody in, uh, on my team and across the organization. Next up is meetings like what we're on today. I don't think anybody could have made it through the last two and a half years of a pandemic without a, without a meeting solution, right? Um, next up is calling. Probably doesn't get talked about uh, that much. It's kind of the table stakes for most organizations, but calling is still part of that collaboration platform. And then lastly, I would say file and team communication or team collaboration where you get into the, the file creation and sharing and how do I put security around that and how do I share it outside of my organization? So those are those are the kind of four pillars I talk about. And then the last piece that often gets overlooked is uh, governance and security. Um, you know, very much uh, do I, very often do I see organizations roll out these solutions without much governance around them and take for granted the inherent security just because it's in the cloud, which isn't necessarily always the case. Very nice. So if uh, organizations might feel like they're doing fine with a premise phone system and PBX, why do you think they would care so much about cloud collaboration? Is it just the times or... 
you know, honestly, I, I would I hate to say it, but you can't you, you, these days. I don't think if you're if you're in the IT area and that you can't ignore it. Um, the oftentimes the business groups or say the business units, different departments within the organization are already demanding that they have that. You know, hey, I have to join a Zoom meeting or I, my client sent me a Teams invite. How do I do that? How do I communicate after that meeting? How do I share the presentation I gave with them without having to email it all over the place and clog up everybody's inbox? So I don't think you can afford not to look at collaboration in general and, and more so cloud collaboration. And then Ultimately, I would say, are you are you if you ask yourself, am I limiting the organization's ability to communicate? You know, are you tired of being in the business of running a phone system or running an on-premises based system? And you know, do I want to you know get to something where it's a better operational model? You know, are the tools I have out of date? Should I be looking at something that's more comprehensive? There we go. So with many options out there, how would one going about choosing a cloud collaboration platform for their organization? Yeah, I'm going to break this down into a few different things. So I always start, you know, those that, that know me and have worked with me for years, I always harp on organizational goals. That's kind of where I start first and foremost. You know, what is driving the decision? You know, is it strictly a cost-based decision? Is it complexity of current tools? Are there certain integrations that you need to support? Um, you know, is it the operational model? Are you tired of maintaining what you have? Is it difficult to troubleshoot? Um, you know, so identifying kind of what the organizational goals are going into a collaboration solution decision is probably first and foremost. It goes goes for without saying that that's important for every Absolutely. solution, but certainly with collaboration. And then I would say probably the the next item that is is definitely not weighted as heavily as it probably should be is culture. You know, what is the culture within the organization? How do the end users operate? You know, what challenges exist with the current collaboration tools that you have or don't have? And are there problems that could be solved by a better cloud collaboration or collaboration platform? You know, what does adoption look like in the organization um you know you're an end user here at sentinel you know that you know if i'm not empowered as a user i'm likely not going to adopt that tool or that suite or that solution as well as i probably could and then that leads back into you know what's the cost benefit for the organization versus how users are utilizing the tools it's a slippery slope so i say culture is certainly something to pay attention to and and i under that i would say shadow it is something okay. to consider as well i'm sure there's lots that listen to this podcast realize that sometimes those decisions are made outside of IT, whether they they want it that way or not. Um, if, if IT isn't enabling uh, the workforce, then that workforce will typically find a way to work around it, either with right. tools that they're using on an individual basis or their entire team is. And that's how organizations end up with three or four or five different collaboration tools in the first place. So I would say culture is, is certainly a, a big one there to to pay attention to um you know next up i would say it kind of dovetails in with culture would be end users okay the more you can understand how end users work 
and communicate and need to communicate, the yeah. better off you're going to be identifying a platform. Because the way I communicate with my team and with others that I work with throughout Sentinel is going to be different than the way you communicate inside of the marketing team and the group and, and outwardly to the rest of us at Sentinel, right? So yeah. if I'm coming to you with a collaboration solution, I want to understand how the marketing team needs to communicate and where can I check some of those boxes off with the collaboration platform and ultimately empower you to use it because that's going to benefit me and it's going to benefit you because it's going to drive greater adoption. So Absolutely. understanding those end users is, is, a, is a big deal. And, you know, are you empowering them or are you inhibiting them? Yeah. You know? right. um, so key thing to, to consider there. And then I'll, I'll wrap up probably the last one. And again, um, they're the unsung heroes usually in most organizations, but the IT team, right? Um, what's the size of the current staff? Who's managing it currently? Are you a one-man show, one-woman show? Or are you basically a larger team of, of individuals that manage the platform? That can have a big influence on what type of collaboration platform, right. collaboration platform you'd want to potentially undertake. Troubleshoot right? every little issue by themselves. It's going to be a problem. Absolutely. And it's yeah. not just the collaboration platform they usually have to manage. They got to yeah. keep servers running and any other cloud solutions running. Right. They have to keep email going and they got to keep the desktop apps going and the office suite and, and all of those. So that, that's a big factor, right? And, right. you know, what the admin burden is going to be to take on a, a new solution, moves, ads, and changes, training, troubleshooting. Am I looking at something that maybe a managed service might make more sense so I can kind of be more hands off and just submit a ticket to a provider that's an expert in that and then can handle a lot of that to me. That can be a big, big burden that they can offload to a, to a provider like Sentinel, right? Um, so, you know, those are those are probably the, the main things that I would say that you want to pay attention to when you're looking at a cloud collaboration platform. And those are major factors. Absolutely. Uh, so if we're talking still about cloud collaboration solutions, what should I watch out for? If I'm if I'm researching this and trying to get in, are there any like pitfalls and lava or gotchas I need to, to watch out for if I'm diving into this? I like the lava reference. So, um, yeah. So, you know, with that, you know, probably the one I see the most is solution sprawl. So going back to what we just mentioned about um, organizations having potentially some shadow IT where different groups have decided, you know, this group might be using Zoom and this group might be using Teams and then WebEx is everything everywhere else and go to meeting and so on. I would say solution sprawl, too many tools um, and differing user experiences for them. And that ultimately makes things complex. It makes it confusing to users and, and ultimately can cause a failure of adoption across the organization. Your users can start to lose faith that, you know, are we going in the right direction from a collaboration tool perspective, right? So solution sprawl is definitely a pitfall to watch out for. Um, it's in a, you know, it's a necessary evil these days potentially to have, you know, two or three different platforms. And I mean, you know, I, I the big three, right? You got yeah. Cisco, Web, uh, Cisco WebEx, Microsoft yeah. Teams, and and Zoom meetings, right? Those are kind of the big three in the meeting space. The market, so, yeah. and it's a necessary evil, but there's ways we can make them better interoperate. And there's certainly value for looking at going with one for a cohesive, you know, environment. Um, and then with that, I would say, you know, next gotcha, I already touched on it briefly is governance and security. And this, 
this comes in certainly on the messaging side of things and the file collaboration right. side of things. You know, you get into say a situation like you and I, we were co-authoring and working on a, on a document here oh, wow. prepping for this, this podcast. And, uh, you know, with that, there's considerations that need to be made around security. Maybe we were working on something that was sensitive. Maybe it had PII, you know, private, personally identifiable information or PHI, health information, right? And as we make these tools more and more simple for users to use, so it's very easy at a click of a button, I can share it externally. Well, that's great, but are we putting proper governance and security policies around that information? Reaching the right eyes. I talk with so many organizations that it's not until there is an issue that they actually go and look at it. And that's not the situation you want to be in where you've had a data loss that, you know, you could have been prevented. Right. And some of these are malicious. Some of them are, are typically just user error or user mistakes. We didn't put enough goalposts around the, the solution in order to kind of drive user behavior so they don't accidentally do it. So I would say governance and security, you know, taking into account privacy, DLP, archival and how that fits into your disaster recovery solution should be taken into account. Just because everything gets put up in the cloud doesn't mean it's necessarily secure inherently and I don't have to do anything. So we take it for granted. Uh, And then lastly, you know, I already touched on this. This is on the end user adoption side of things, training, 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 right? You know, users need to be empowered. So the more that you can tailor that training and generic training is good and it has its place for reference after they can trade, right? But if I don't tailor it to you and maybe give you two or three examples that are common to your day-to-day workflow, you're still going to feel not too empowered on how to use the tool. Like, you know, the basics, but it's like, oh, I didn't know I could tie it to this workflow. I do three days out of the week or four days out of the week or every day. Right. So, yeah. So that's a pitfall that I think a lot of organizations get into is they don't focus enough on that training and that adoption. And no matter what cloud collaboration platform you're using, you, you can, you can ultimately miss the mark if you don't empower those users to drive that adoption. Right. There you go. So where can people go if they'd like more assistance with starting their journey? Sure. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I would say, you know, you can just have a conversation with us if you just want to talk about some of these topics and maybe get some insight. We, yeah. we deal with several of the, the major uh, Magic Quadrant leaders in the industry in the collab- cloud collaboration space. So even just having a conversation around maybe challenges you're having, you got too many solutions out there. How do I consolidate? How do I migrate from one to another? That sort of thing. Um, and then next up, I would say, for those that want to have a more focused conversation, we do have a no-cost workshop, our cloud collaboration modernization workshop, bit of a mouthful, but um, <laughs> what it does, is it takes about an hour to go through and we ask a bunch of pointed questions in those major pillars that I touched on. And really what that does is, uh, you know, kind of focuses the conversation. We rank and compare some of the best of breed manufacturers that are in that space and can see which one maybe aligns more with what's important to you based on the questions we've asked you. So kind of an objective way of going through things. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I would say is our consulting engagements. You know, I mentioned the advisory services team and our consulting organization as a whole. If you need help identifying those goals for the organization that I touched on, if you need help talking to different departments and really fleshing out, you know, what are the the feature requirements and the functionality and the workflows and the use cases and that we definitely have formalized engagements around that, right. that you can certainly, uh, you know, engage us with. And that would be kind of probably the next steps I would say. 
That's a great way to go about it. Adam, I'd like to thank you for your time, for coming on the Insight Podcast and sharing with all our viewers your insightful information. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Altahar, and we look forward to seeing you all next time. Thanks, everybody.